Welcome to the C-Spot with your host, me, Selena. Alright guys, so I know I said I was going to give you an episode this week on swinging and fetishes and all of that stuff, but with May being Mental Health Awareness Month, I actually switched it up a little bit and decided to do an episode on this because I feel like it's super important. Don't get me wrong, you're going to get that other episode next week. But I feel like this is going to be something that we should touch on so that people can understand it's okay if you need someone to talk to, if you need help with something, if your life isn't going the way you thought it would. So I promise next week you guys will get your juicy episode. But this week I wanted to touch on something that is new to me and dear to me and I want you to know that it's okay. So mental health can range from many things. It can take over your life. It can control you. It can destroy you, especially if you don't have anyone. So this episode is going to be really personal, especially for me, because I recently discovered myself as a mom and as a woman. So did I get postpartum depression after I had my son? No, I did not. That was actually one of my biggest fears because not a lot of people know this until now. I do suffer from depression and anxiety. So my biggest fear throughout my pregnancy, believe it or not, was getting postpartum depression. Now, I did get the baby blues. So for anyone who may not know what the baby blues are, I refused to have left my son with anyone who wasn't me, including his father. I wasn't okay with it. I would get separation anxiety. I would freak out. I would cry. It would throw my emotions everywhere. And after birth, your your hormones are all over the place. So it was really, really bad. Especially when my son started to colic. And I decided to go back to work. And I would get the phone call. And I hear him screaming, knowing what he's going through. And I I just freak out because I wasn't there. And I didn't know what I was experiencing. This was something completely new to me. I was afraid. I didn't know anyone who went through this. And I didn't want to ask for help. Now, if you know my boyfriend's schedule for work, it's extremely crazy. So most of the time, I felt alone. And a part of me understood, like, hey, he's working, he's tired, he needs to sleep. And then the other part of me is like, you need to be here, you need to be helping me. Why am I doing this alone? Now, of course, he is an amazing father and he is an amazing partner. I love my boyfriend to pieces, but he's not the most easiest person to get him to understand so I literally had to sit down and explain to him you know what the doctor had explained to me and 
it kind of got brushed under the rug like it was nothing. But as he started seeing it more and more and hearing it from other people, he started to understand like, okay, you know, I get it. Maybe I should kind of pick up some type of slack, you know, and I even if it was just taking care of something in the house, it'd make me feel good. But my main thing was the baby. So, you know, I will be 100% honest with you. Some women may be lucky, but majority are not. Whatever snapback everyone talks about, it's not a thing, okay? And I'll be the first to admit it. I am super self-conscious about my body post-baby. My post-baby body is not what I like and I'm not happy about it now a lot of people will say oh well work out do this do that what a lot of people do not know about me very well is that I do suffer from a condition an illness called endometriosis which actually limits my activity so I could go ahead and start working out and then I could be out of the gym for a week and because I wasn't able to work out or move, which also is a trigger for my depression. Because there's days where I don't want to get out of bed because I'm in such extreme pain. Or I cancel plans just to avoid people because I don't feel good. And no one understands. And trying to get people to understand and have them comprehend what I'm saying and not just say oh well they're just cramps don't go away or oh you're fine here take this it's not that so trying to argue with people about what's going on with my body triggers something inside and it also causes severe depression and there's actually a high amount of women who have committed suicide because of the illness I have is that where I'm at no But it needs to be said that everyone has a story. Everyone has something. Just because that girl smiled at you or that guy gave you a hug doesn't mean they're happy. All right? Some of you guys will probably see me and you'll probably be like, oh my God, she's the happiest person in the world. That's not the case. Am I happy? Yes, I have a beautiful home. I have the love of my life. I have my beautiful baby boy. I have my pets. I have my family. I'm happy there, but I'm not happy with me. And it took a lot for me to realize that, am I crazy? No, but I thought you had to be crazy to see a therapist or to see a psychiatrist or to talk to someone because they're going to just lock me up and throw me in the loony bin. That was what I had in my head. So when I would sit there and I'd see people say, oh, I'm going to see my therapist or, oh, I'm going to see a psychiatrist. I'm like, no, something's wrong with you. Like you're crazy. (laughs) And my biggest thing was, I did not want to be put on medication. I've seen it. I've seen people on it. It turns them into a completely different person. And I didn't want that. 
I have a beautiful baby boy that loves to be active, loves to have fun, loves to be on the go, and I cannot afford to put myself into a state where I was just slumped up in my bed on the couch, not wanting to do anything while he just rummaged around. That is not the life I wanted or the life I want. So I've learned to talk with myself, to tell myself that it is okay to talk to someone. And I have started seeing a psychiatrist and I'm talking to one and a therapist due to the fact that I wanted to do group therapy for one um, because I want to see who I can connect with, you know, who can be my accountability partner through this because I am a young mother, but I am also a woman who gets looked at by society as, oh, she's a stay-at-home mom. She doesn't do anything with her life. That is not the case. My job is probably 10 times harder than other people's jobs. And that's for all my stay-at-home moms out there. We get looked at like, oh, we have the luckiest jobs in the world. You know, and it's not that easy. And that actually affects me. It was affecting me for a while because I had no adult interaction. It was wake up, baby, snap, baby, wake up, baby, nap, baby, feed, baby, take care, baby. I had no adult interaction. So even if my mailman came on my porch, I would just strike a conversation because I needed it for my sanity. And again, my lovely partner, as much as I love him, wasn't understanding that until he started seeing the way my I was changing and it sucked because he would be my only adult interaction. But going into work at 1.30 a.m. and coming home at 6 p.m. to having to be back at 1.30, he would risk an hour to spend time with our son, which I'm totally grateful for, but not acknowledge me. And this happened for a week. He never noticed, never kissed me. Didn't do anything. And he didn't know how bad that was affecting me until I told him. He was like, no, I did. I said, no, you didn't. And he realized it when he came home and he didn't do it. And we were in bed and it was probably 1030 at night. And he's like, babe, did I not give you a kiss when I came home today? And I said, no, you didn't. That little bit adult interaction is all I want. And it was really killing me inside. And people take this as a joke. And there's so many levels to mental health. You know, some people are more severe than others. And the reason why I wanted to open up about this is because people see me and they think my life is all rainbows and unicorns. And it's not. You know, there's times where shit hits the fan and I can literally just break down and have an anxiety attack at any moment in time especially when my son was first born I was I would have the hugest anxiety attacks when we were out in public and it was just me and him and he'd freak out crying because everyone would start looking at me and everyone would start asking is he okay or if I need help or what did I do like it would freak me out because I'm like, oh my God, someone's going to call the cops or oh my God, something's going to happen. Someone's going to take my baby. Like I 
would start escalating things. And it would be... This is the the easiest way to explain it. So I can say, hey, it's going to rain today. Now, if it rains, there could be floods. And then if there's a flood, that means from a flood, people are going to lose their homes. And then from losing their homes with the flood, it can turn into a tsunami. And then the tsunami can wipe. So if you, what I'm trying to say is I escalate things and I overthink things and I start thinking of the worst. And I'll keep building it and building it and building it until I feel that knot in my chest and then I'll just lose it. Or there's the other side where I like to bottle things up. One of the most unhealthiest things I do to myself and to my relationship. I'm that meme that you always see. If your girl says she's fine, she's not fine. Or if she hits you with the okay, babe, it's not okay. And that's me. I will literally sit there and it's not only to him. Okay, that's fine. No, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I'm okay. Thank you. Like, no. If you are asking me if I'm okay and I'm fine, it's because you know I'm not fucking okay and I'm not fine. Truth fucking hurts. Because so many people have sat there and fucked me over and literally would be like, are you okay? Did I do something wrong? You know you did something wrong if you're asking me if I did something wrong. Like, point blank, period. Being coming a mother, I have lost so many friends. And I say it that way because they were never friends. And some of them I depended on, especially after my pregnancy, to be a part of my life. And they didn't because they were too focused on other things. Granted, I understand everyone has their own life. But when you open up to certain people about your mental health and they decide to turn their back on you, those aren't friends, okay? Those people don't give a fuck. And that's that was one of my biggest issues was finding people who cared and finding people who wanted to listen to me, you know? Because sometimes we just need someone to listen. And this is one of the biggest reasons why I started my podcast is because I just need people to listen, I love feedback, especially from on this. I love feedback, but sometimes your partner, your significant other, they just want you to listen to them. Don't say anything back unless they ask you to. Sometimes they just need to get it all out. They just need to, even if they need to yell, cry, you just sit there, you listen, and you comfort You do not speak, and it goes for both male or female. Always ask, how are you? Are you okay? You do not know what demon someone is fighting. You can literally be with someone for 10 years, and they could be the happiest person. They could have everything they ever wanted. And then you can wake up the next day, and they can be gone because they decided that they weren't happy. They didn't have everything they wanted. But everyone saw it that way. 
And there's so much pressure with our society today for both male and female when it comes to body shaming, which gets me back to my post-baby body. I'm not going to lie. I see some of these girls and I'm like, damn, like you you popped out a baby? I was like, I popped out a baby 10 months ago and my body is nowhere near where it could be. But again, I have a medical condition that causes bloating, that causes pain, that causes restrictions. I can sit here and clean my entire house and be fine and then literally end up bleeding for no apparent reason. Don't know why. Fucks me up. And then the next day I'll wake up and I'll be okay. Don't understand why my body does that. But society puts so much pressure on people to be so perfect with the perfect set of abs and the perfect face and the girls have to have the perfect boobs and the small waist and the nice size butt and perfect stretch marks don't exist in Instagram world or, you know, and or in the little checkout line when you're at the store or the supermarket and you see the, <laughs> you see like, an article on body shaming and then right after like you'll see how to lose 15 pounds in a week to get your summer body like to me that is not okay you don't do that you know you don't sit here and tell people about how someone committed suicide because she was body shamed and then your next article is going to be about losing weight and stop eating and blah 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 that's not okay you know why that's not okay because our daughters are seeing this and if we're not happy with our bodies then they're gonna see that and they're gonna start looking in the mirror and pointing out flaws which is not okay to me no I do not have a daughter but I do have a nine-year-old little sister who looks up to me and sees me as one of her biggest heroes so when I was with her the other day and I saw her looking in the mirror and she's like, I feel like this area of my body isn't okay. I wanted to cry because my baby girl is nine. So what is getting in her head? How are these things getting put in her head? And it's TV, it's social media, it's things like that. Like, no, it's not okay. Everybody is beautiful. I literally mean that. Physically, your body is beautiful. You are beautiful inside and out. It's all about you taking care of yourself. And you only get one body. And what kills me is that these women and men are willing to do whatever it takes to make people think that they're happy. And they're not. They're not happy. They're obviously not happy with their bodies because they want to get all this work done. And I'm not ashamed to say I would love to get work done. But that's because of my own situation. I don't want to just get it done to become famous and to for likes. That's not that's not what I want. I me, it's a self-conscious issue. It's a it's something that I would prefer. And I'm not against all the plastic surgery, whatever you whatever you want to do to help you, go for it. But do it in a positive way. Don't do it in a way where 
people are, or especially young girls are going to say, man, if she did it, maybe if I do it, I can get him to like me. Like, it's so many issues out there that can cause so many mental health problems. And a lot of people don't look at it. And there's not a lot of help for him. A lot of people turn their backs on people who need help with mental health. And to me, that's a big problem. Because there's so many people out there, from kids to adults, veterans, disabled people. Like, it's it's sad. They need help. We need help. And that's why I decided to do an episode on this and to open up about some of my problems. Because I want people to know they are not alone. You are never alone. I am definitely... Definitely, definitely proud now to say I do have anxiety and depression. And I know I'm not alone. And now I have a wonderful team behind me, besides my family, to back me up and help me through my problems, through my tears, through my battles. And everyone should feel like that. Now, this definitely took me out of my comfort zone to open up and talk to people about this because I am an extremely private person. I don't put my business out there. I don't put my life out there. I keep things very sheltered as that's how I've always been. So I definitely want to let anyone know that if you need someone to listen, I will be that ear. And I know that this episode jumped around a lot, but I just wanted to touch on little things when it came to mental health and what what can cause it and what has caused issues that I've seen personally and in society. I want you to know from you being not okay, it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. For my person struggling with the body shaming, you are beautiful inside and out, and sexy is not a size. You are gorgeous. Flaunt every part of your body, and who gives two fucks what anyone thinks? Because you're beautiful. And for anyone who is faking that smile, don't fake it anymore. Reach out to someone you love and ask for help. Ask for that, can you just listen to me? I'm willing to, even if I don't even know you, because I see so many people are listening to my podcast and I love it. I see there's Ohio, there's Mississippi, there's Michigan, there's Utah, there's Texas, there's Maryland, there's Virginia, there's North and South Carolina, I don't know who any of you guys are. I probably only know who one of my Virginia people are because there's tons of you. I will be your ear. I will listen. You have no idea who I am, and that is okay. Because what I can be is just the ear. Just for you to talk to me, and then if you want me to give you advice, I'm more than welcome to. If not... You got to get something off your chest that you're afraid to let people who know you know. 
That's how I was. I didn't want people to look at me. People who knew me to actually know who I am or know what I struggle with because then people judge and people can be mean and people can be evil and people can use things against you. And I fear that. And I also fear rejection. So that's what happened to me. People started finding out about certain things and they wanted to reject my friendship. And I'm totally okay with that because those people were toxic. So guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little raw. It was very deep. And it's not my typical episodes, as you know from the past. But I feel like this needed to get addressed, especially because of it being mental health awareness. And I appreciate you guys listening. I promise I'll get you your juicy episode next week. It's already in the works. But I love you all. Thank you for your continued support. Please let me know what you think about this episode. And please, if you need someone to reach out to, reach out to me. I'm here for you. Always have been. Always will be. I love my followers. And listen, share this episode with someone. Someone out there may need to hear what I just said. And that's super important. You sharing this. I'm not doing it to try and get out there. I'm doing it because this could help someone. So please share this episode with someone. Thank you guys. And then again, next week, you get your juicy BDSM episode. And I'm so excited about that one. I love it. I love yous. Keep it up, guys. And I am out.